But in really, in reality, if you think of like the 60-year life of this of his gym, like if he can make an improvement a month a month for 60 years, like that right there will be over the long haul, kind of like Gus says, the long game will be way better than doing a bunch at one time and then not doing anything yeah, for yeah. a year. So, you know, an improvement a month. And Gus and I really took took that away thinking that's another one. That's really important. So keep keeping making changes once per month. And then his other thing was say hello to everyone. And I thought, man, that right there, I, that was another one kind of like the stay in shape that I thought was really good was mm-hmm. Saying hi to everyone is something that I really try to do and I think is super important. And I do that because I really genuinely care and, and love people. All right. Good morning, Charlie. July 3rd. Yes, we're back, dude. We're actually going to be putting this out on the day of recording. Oh, so, wow. Yeah, they're getting it today. All right. Day before uh, Independence Day. Yep. Um, any big plans for July 4th? Man, I'm coming to do this workout tomorrow. Not to uh, scare anyone, but you saw it. I have no idea what to interpret of that, but I'm going to wear my vest. And uh, again, we'll just tease it like that so yep. people can get yep. excited about what, what's coming out tomorrow. Now but that, yeah, we're coming to the gym. I was going to say, that workout Monday, or when was it? Monday with the 100 burpees at the end? That was oh. craziness. And now you're going to throw this one. It's going well, to be a good I, week. I, I honestly feel, I was telling Kyle this, I think Mondays because a lot of people travel. Yeah. So it's like, man, you get all your workouts in on one day, right? For yeah. people who came Monday, if they had to leave town, I yeah. think they got enough for the week. Yes. Yeah, that for sure. That workout was... That looked awful. Wow. Awful. 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 I didn't I'm even finish. I, didn't I actually was grateful. I told Alicia this. There's not many times I don't finish a workout. Yeah. And uh, I was grateful for the cutoff time. <laughs> I was on the halfway through the burpees, man, and it was just brutal. I didn't even do the workout, so (laughs) that was too much for my blood. So, okay, hey, Charlie, here, here, here's kind of what I I think we're talking about today. Um, I do, I, I want to start off with just a couple, um, just a couple reminders, things that going around the gym, and then, and then move into this very significant trip that you took that kind of folds into the. that folds into the vision of the gym and everything else. And we'll kind of put that out and that'll be the majority of the podcast. But I want to talk about kind of housekeeping items, a couple of things I've seen yeah. around the gym and get your take on them. First and foremost, I got to tell you, there is a lot of buzz in this gym right now and really around the community about this BCS classic. I know Charlie, if I know Charlie, Charlie shoots for the moon. And I'm just sensing by the smile right now that you're very close to the moon. And so I was wondering can you tease a little bit more? I don't know. We did a yeah. whole episode on this. Can you tease a little bit more? But I know there are some big things planned for BCS Classic. And, and just kind of give us an update. There. Absolutely. And I think the big thing to focus on right now is why we're doing this, right? Traditionally, it's been a CrossFit competition. And for the last nine years, it has really just the goal has always been just put on a great CrossFit competition. And you know, all these things that are going to start coming out and that people are going to start becoming aware of, I want them to know that it's because the goal is still to put on a great CrossFit competition, but it's also kind of morphed into to really create an experience for this community that will sit and stay forever, right? Like a place that we can come to every year as members of our community. And this doesn't just mean Bryan College Station. Obviously, we have people coming in from out of town. But to experience family, fitness, and faith in one day. 
And people might be drawn in for one of those three or all three of those, but it really is the pillars of my life and the the pillars of this gym and the things that we find to be kind of foundational in our life. And, and I'll say our life and, and just the way that we run our lives and live our lives. And so I want people to know that the whole goal is for people to come experience those three things, whether you're coming for the CrossFit competition because you want to compete or maybe you're coming for you know, the family experience and then you get exposed to the fitness competition and then you think, man, I could do that. Because normal, I mean, normal people are competing. It's not like we're having people compete that are the CrossFit Games athletes or, I mean, these are normal people like, you know, the people work out at our gym and, and for them to come and then also if you're coming to the fitness experience and to be able to bring your kids and actually create a memory for your kids to say, man, I remember when my mom or I remember when my dad competed at that CrossFit event and I was able to go and play and have fun and, and for it to be a memorable experience for your kids and at the same time for you to have spiritual breakthrough in your life and for you to hear from some amazing speakers, they're going to talk about things that really, really have eternal impact in your life and for them just to share with you how the Lord has impacted their life and so to really point the the direction towards the Lord more than towards anything else, I believe will be huge, right? And so, yes, there are some pretty awesome things that are in the works. I, I think you're absolutely right, man. Sometimes when I tell people things and I really just tell them to convince myself that it's possible, if you know mm-hmm. what I mean. Mm-hmm. And there's some, some announcements that are going to be coming out that are really going to be great for the event simply for the fact because they're going to make people want to come to the event. Because ultimately, it's not about one thing, three things, five things. It's really about the whole experience, right? From the day you get there or even for athletes or, or volunteers who check in on Friday and the people who come watch on Saturday and my whole goal is when they leave on Saturday, when everything's done and you're either headed home or you know back to your hometown, whatever that is, for you to say, wow, that was an awesome event and we are absolutely coming back next year. Awesome, man. Awesome. Um, yeah, what I've been telling everybody in class is – if you love Jesus and you love CrossFit, this is going to be the this is going to be the event for you. Hey, one actually one of the questions just popped in my mind. I can't remember one of the members asked me and I didn't know. So is there going to be um, like you know how we went to the games last year and there's like just a festival pa- pass? Is that are, are there are people going to have to who want to come maybe just see these speakers and don't necessarily compete? Is there going to be a ticket? Yeah, so there's going to be a price associated with that. We are kind of in the final stages of admission, right? Okay. So. It will basically be you come in and you get to experience the whole thing, you know, and kids are going to be free, um, but, you know, there's going to be an admission price and then you just get the whole deal. Obviously, the athletes, they don't have to pay for admission. They're going to come in, but um, it'll it'll be a pass for all of it. Awesome. Awesome. Much like I think the CrossFit Games had the Coliseum pass and then the festival pass. We're just going to have it all. Okay. By by buying a ticket to come in, you have access to speakers, you have access to family activities, yep. you have access to the CrossFit portion of the event, all of it. Okay. All right. Excellent. Um, and so last thing I want to touch on, then we're going to move on, because like I said, we did a whole podcast on this, is uh, it, there's a lot of volunteer meetings going on here. So I see these different meetings going in. I mean, it seems like the amount of volunteers that 
just let's just start with the subcommittees that you're putting together. It yeah. seems like this is this is kind of morphed into this huge. Well, it goes back to kind thing. of the last podcast, and we talked about how last year one of the big things that made this event run the way it did was because we had identified some key leadership positions early on, mm-hmm. and been working with those key leadership positions to execute the vision of the event, and that's exactly what we're doing not just with the CrossFit competition, which we're doing that already, but also with the family and faith pieces is really having some of these amazing members who are passionate about faith and passionate about family to help, you know? So we've been having meetings and I'm so grateful for this team. And if they're listening, they know who they are, Mm -hmm. but we've been having meetings, you know, since really, I think it was the first one was beginning of May, somewhere at midway, May, Mm -hmm. mid-May, Um, and it's cool how that has morphed into, you know, you don't ever know when you start with a team, like whose strengths are going to shine and what areas and what you kind of have an idea of the personalities and the people. And that's why they were identified. And that's why, you know, I had said, Hey, would you be willing to help? And then people who actually came to me and said, Hey, I know you're putting on this event and I really want to help and, do more than, you know, the day of kind of the normal volunteering, which is great. We need those people too, but it's just been really neat because I'm big on communication and I'm really big on, you know, really letting everybody know like how we're going to execute mm-hmm. what we're going to do. But also I I don't think through a lot of details yeah. and I don't really have the strength of thinking of some of the things that other people think of. So it's been great to have perspectives and questions and just collaboration because that's what I love is the relationships and collaborative mm-hmm. work that, you know, this ultimately is going to be an opportunity for these people to truly lock arms with me and it be an event that represent their gifts and their strengths as much as mine. Yeah. And so if I want to volunteer um, and I'm listening to someone want to volunteer. What's the best way to, Man, to go we, about doing that? We need volunteers, and Kyle Beck is actually the one who's in charge of volunteers. Okay. So right now, you can the easiest way to do that is go to vbcsclassic.com. There's a volunteer tab, and then sign up to volunteer straight straight from the website. It'll actually take mm-hmm. you to the competition corner website. You'll volunteer. You'll register to volunteer. Awesome, awesome. BCS Classic. Coming up it's here. It's going to be amazing. Coming up this, soon. I mean, yeah. seriously, Chris, like, you know this because we talked about this a month ago. Yeah. And and just, and again, man, I, I have to say this again just because it, it deserves mentioning, but this truly is the Lord who's orchestrating this. And I believe that even back nine years ago when the beginning of this event started, uh, he knew it would turn into what it would turn into. You know, mm-hmm. it just kind of took nine years to shift focus towards him ultimately, mm-hmm. which is awesome. It's just like the gym, you know, yep. story of the gym is very similar in a different way. And so it really is just like God's favor and just his overwhelming uh, grace that, that's gotten us to where we are. That's so. awesome, man. Awesome. All right, shifting gears real quick. One kind of other thing. I got to be honest with you, Charlie. I'm noticing some people. Um, and in particular, it, the only reason I'm bringing this up is because I had a conversation with Amy McCoy and Melissa Myers today, and 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 those are two uh, two longtime members of the gym who have done this six week challenge. We really haven't talked about it in a while. It's probably been a, maybe a year in a while, and I know we've had a lot of six week challengers, but the results they had are, are amazing, and they didn't have a lot to lose to begin with. But the results they had are amazing. And then my mind started going back, and I'm saying, this person did a six-week challenge. This person didn't. 
it seems like this thing is the real deal. So just maybe provide us a little update on what's going on. What's the yeah. latest status of it? No, I, I, I appreciate you bringing this up because Amy and Melissa are a great example of what I'm going to say is rewind me to 2003. I had been working out for three years and really five or six days a week for three years, didn't really miss much, but all I needed was a little coaching, a little bit of fine tuning on my nutrition. And I went from 16% body fat. And at that time I was 204 pounds all the way down to 4% body fat, 201 pounds. Now it wasn't six weeks for me. It was 90 days. So it was three months. What I believe the six-week challenge, and, and I really got to give all credit to Gus, man. He is kind of the, the, the brains of that operation. And Gus, one of the things that going back to when we kind of started partnering and really talking about partnering, and, and he really wanted this to be a results-oriented gym. Okay, so what I mean by that is he wanted the reputation of this gym to be like, that's where you can get results, and, and it's not that we never wanted people to get results. I mean, we love people getting results. There just hadn't been like this laser focus on getting results. In other words, taking people from 16% body fat to four or mm-hmm. taking people from 30 you know, percent to 20. Or it, it was one of those that, yeah, it's going to happen, right? The longer you work out, we'll give you some pointers with your diet. So what the six-week challenge has really done, it's really laser focused on results now recognizing that not every person wants that let's be honest i mean you've been here for a long time you know not every person wants to go to four percent or to twelve percent or do what amy and melissa have had to do to lose the amount of weight that they've had to lose in body fat not everybody wants that but for those that do we now have a product we'll call it that delivers and the percentage that it's delivering at is astronomically high. In other words, people that sign up for the challenge, you can almost 100% guarantee that they're going to get not just results, but I'm talking drastic results, which again, I love because I do believe that there is that is missing currently in our market, right? People are going to buy expensive things. They're going to extreme uh, places to get these results that they're still not getting. But now you can say pretty much all these people that are coming in for six-week challenge are getting what they're looking for and learning. Like that's the big thing is they're learning how to get it for themselves. And that to me is probably one of the best things that we can offer someone who wants that kind of help. Yeah, it's been... I mean, like I said, we had no plans to talk about this today, but I just, I, I started dawning on I me mean, this morning when I saw those two ladies and just everybody, you know, the Nate Kidwells. I mean, all these, you know, people that have done that challenge that have just had. And, and if anybody wants to do that, reach out to me. Um, we're in the, we're in, the, what we've got right now in the works is a pretty cool uh, way that we're going to turn the six week challenge right into an online program. That way, and this is you know something you guys will be seeing in the coming weeks. And again, this just speaks to Gus and you know just 
the way his brain is able to do things and, and create products and programs is we want this to be accessible to everyone. I mean, we want to help as many people as possible. And so this program is now is in the, in the works, right? Very near future, going to be accessible to anyone. So if people are listening to this podcast, they live in Austin. People are listening to this podcast, live in Dallas. We can help you. Obviously, we can help a lot of people locally, but mm-hmm. even people that don't work out at our gym, you know, that simply want this kind of help, we can do that. So it's going to be really neat just to see how this six-week challenge continues to kind of grow and help and, and, and really touch so many different lives. Yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. You guys heard it. Get, get in touch with Charlie and or Gus, and they'll get you set up on that. All right, hey, the, the, kind of the majority of what I want to do today is um, – and let me set, let me spend about thirty seconds and kind of set set the stage here for for the listeners out there, and I'm gonna let you take it over. Um, this was about six months ago. We had one of our staff meetings. It was a Friday. The staff always meets on Friday, and so <clears throat> Charlie, you put a movie up. You saw something on YouTube. I can't remember. I think maybe Gus may have showed it to you or whatever. Of of a gym in Louisiana, and and you basically showed us this movie, and you said this is where I'm heading to, right? And again, we talked about it earlier, Charlie shoots for the moon, right? <laughs> and so that was the moon. That was another shot fired towards the moon, right? Um, and so that movie, I know, was very influential for you and Gus and for this gym. And now you had the opportunity to travel to that gym over the weekend. Yeah. And so I really kind of want to talk about, first, that travel, what that was like, more a little bit about what that gym is and why it's so influential to you, but how you envision that gym impacting this gym and why you chose that gym and all the other things. So I'm just going to kind of let you take it, tell everybody, uh, tell everybody a little bit about, you know, reds and, and, and why it's so influential. So. Absolutely, man. I, I, I really appreciate the way you set that up because I feel like no matter whether you're listening to this podcast, cause you actually work out here or care to know what we're doing and where we're going, I think there's going to be a lot that you're going to take away from this particular, you know, uh, podcast talking about this for your life, right? For you personally and whatever you're doing and wherever you're wanting to go with your family, with your faith, with your business, if you own one or work at one, what I, what this past weekend was for me was another log in my fire, right, for my fire that I needed to personally go and not only see, but even speak with Red about his gym. That video, to kind of date the exact conversation, and, and you know, I'm pretty particular about dates, so I kind of remember things, mm-hmm. but you remember last summer at the coaches retreat, when Gus and I kind of had said, hey guys, this is what we're doing, right? Gus is coming on, we're gonna be a partner. Gus and I had been meeting at that point for about two months in the planning, right, to thinking of like this, how are we going to work together and what are we doing? You know, like obviously he came into a business that was established, but really put a new fire in me, really put a new fire in in the gym and, and really kind of a year ago trying to figure out how to work together and, and strengths and, and how to leverage each other's strengths. Well, one of the cool conversations that came from those meetings with Gus, as we were talking about what we're going to do, I mentioned to him, I went to this gym back in 2006. I was in a wedding in Lafayette, Louisiana, and it was called Reds. 
And I described to him that, you know, I really, I didn't know a lot about that story behind the the guy, but I heard, I think, a little bit. I bought a t-shirt. It had a guy who was a muscle guy. And I didn't think twice after I left. I mean, again, this was 2006. I had barely, you know, been in business for a year for myself, been a personal trainer for three years. I mean, it was just a very early on, but it was like the Lord used that trip to plant a seed, right? That I didn't know was going to actually become anything for year for year, several years to come. Well, when I told him that story, I was like, that's what we, what I believe we can do. I believe we can kind of be a Reds in Bryan College Station. In other words, it's this like small mom and pop operation turned into this big gym that the whole community loves and really like, you know, so like the thing about the gym, like what we can create in terms of community is really amazing, right? Like people can come and truly work out and become better versions of themselves. And it can be this place that's so much more than a gym, right? Because we're, we're, it's people, it's lives, it's so much more. That day, Gus goes on at some point, and I don't even know to this day, like how he found it. I mean, he must have Googled Reds and then, you know, he found a video that was like 10 minutes long and he sent it to me that night. And I watched it and I thought, this is exactly what I want to build in College Station. Well, fast forward, you know, a year almost, and we we did show you guys the video and we referenced reds and we told you guys and I wanted you guys to see it. And even the other day I was sending it to people who weren't a part of the staff at that time or people when we were going to go, I wanted them to see it. Well, about a month ago, I told Gus, I go, I really think we need to go to reds. I really feel like we just need to go and we need to see it. And, and I need to see it. And I told him this because I need to see it with my eyes to, in order to dream it, clearly and feel it and like touch it like Mm -hmm. i need to know what it is kind of like when you i I, i've been around a family that is in my opinion one of those families that has modeled like having like the lord at the center of your life it's an older couple um they've got four grown kids uh their oldest of which is probably about my age and the 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 lady the mother of these four kids has been a member of our gym since like 2008 or 9 and currently she's not coming uh she's got like eight grandkids now she's all over the place but but I've always felt like man this family has been even before I had four kids has been the picture of what I consider to be like like man I want our family to be like that like just not only in the way the 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 love for the the marriage, but the way they li- they've led their children, the way they live their lives, and all their kids love the Lord, are married to spouses that love the Lord, you know, are raising their kids in in homes that love the Lord. Like it's just been in my opinion. I think sometimes when you just get to interact with people like that, wow! Like they did the building rock solid marriage seminars with us. Getting to talk and touch and, you know, touch sounds weird, but getting to actually interact with those people, man, it just, it paints a vision, right? It makes that vision or that dream become more of a true vision. For me to go to Reds was necessary for me to continue to pursue what I believe is what the Lord has for this business, even though we're not going to come home and build it tomorrow. 
I just needed to see it. And I needed to experience that with Gus because he is my business partner and will be helping in a large way get us there. So he needed to feel it. He needed to see it. It's almost, think of like gasoline for a vision. And feel free to interrupt with any questions yep. you have as I go. Yep. One question I do have before you get into the trip. I think it'd be helpful to say uh, what drew you, a little bit more context on what Reds was when you watched the video and what drew you to Reds. Because there's, Tons of gyms out there that are that are like Reds, right? There, there's the there's the Gold's Gym, and there's 24 Hour Fitness, everything else. But what what struck a chord with you when you saw the video on Reds? Great question. It's Reds. It's not Lifetime Fitness. It's not Gold's Gym. It's not you know. It, it's Reds. Meaning this thing started because one guy had a dream, and 1963. And he built it. In the video, you kind of understand it. You see Red. Now he's 84 years old. And, and that makes me think it's possible. You know, because so many times when you see something that's so big and so out there, we already discount our ability to do it simply because we don't think we can. Like when you don't, I mean, when you don't think you can do something, you won't do it. But when you think think you can do something wow now like that in itself is and I, i'll say Jeez. dangerous but it's not dangerous in the fact dangerous in the fact that it's probably going to happen yep well that's the whole adage of uh when there's a severe underdog in a, in a football game, yes right? and these teams you know the, this underdog they start hanging around they're only down by about seven they're only down by about six and it's the third and fourth quarter and then that underdog starts believing they could win once they start believing about the middle of the third quarter, they can actually win this thing when they were favored to lose by 50 points or whatever. Watch out because that's when upsets happen. That's exactly what you're talking about. And that's and, and so that drew me in. Plus, it had everything. So like in the terms of size, I mean, this thing is 210,000 square feet on 20 acres. In other words, not to say that that's what we're building, but... <laughs> It's so big. You know, one time I uh, was reading Mere Christianity. I think maybe you've read it, but C.S. Lewis. And he talks about outer space. And it's, it's, uh, it's a book basically that, man, he does a great job of, you know, helping us understand, you know, who God is and Jesus and all these big questions that people might have. He really does a good job of answering them. And in one point in the book, he talks about outer space. And outer space, you know, was always something I was like, man, outer space, I was just drawn to it. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it's like, man, outer space is so big, right? Like, I mean, it's arguably like we don't even know where it ends. So God uses different illustrations in his creation, whether it was on this earth in what we can see in colors, right? And flowers and the, the sunset. He uses different illustrations to just give us a little bit more picture of him, right? Of his character, of his vision, of what he's what he can do. And so like outer space is just to give you a, a true picture of what it means to be so big that it's so big you don't know how big it is. And that's God. Mm -hmm. When I look at Red's gym, like it's not missing anything. In other words, like whatever we want to dream up for our gym, it's not missing anything. Like it includes pretty much everything that you would think and some things that you wouldn't think mm -hmm. in a gym. Mm -hmm. And so 
for me, I was drawn to just the the size of it in the same way that I've been drawn to outer space yep. because it's so big. I, I was just drawn to the size of Reds. And how, you know, and how did Reds start? Like, how big was Reds when it started? Okay, twelve hundred square foot. So in 1963, think of the. He recommended when we met with him. He recommended to go watch a movie. It's called Bigger, mm-hmm. and it's the story of Joe Weider, who's the founder publisher of the Muscle Fitness Magazine mm-hmm. and the Mr. Olympia competition. Mm-hmm. So of course, Red tells me Saturday I'm watching it yeah. Sunday night with yeah. Alicia, yeah. and you know it's funny. I fell asleep. She finished watching <laughs> it. She's like, "It's actually a good movie." Or that was Saturday night, yeah. and I finished it on Sunday. But it, it, that movie does a good job to tell you kind of where, like Joe Weider was ahead of his time mm-hmm. and where the, the overall bodybuilding world was, but just the gym world was, you know, it's funny, like in the movie, Joe Weider is trying to get funding to open a gym and the banker's like, you're telling me that people are going to want to pay money to go somewhere and sweat <laughs> and yeah, look yeah, at what yeah, we're doing yeah, today, yeah. right? Crazy. So Red was, you know, again, he had just won the Mr. America competition he was a you know bodybuilder he loved working out he just opened a little 1200 square foot place in lafayette louisiana and it started just like that and you know it's again it's a different time it's a different you know but i will say this and and i'm happy to kind of go in any direction you want with this but he gave us basically his five rules and tips that he lives Mm -hmm. by in building his business. And this is when you went to go meet this him This is when weekend. I went to go meet okay. him over the weekend. Yep. So one, you know, and these are things that m- maybe one, if you're a gym owner listening, might like really stand out to you. But really, I think this is applicable to any business. And these are in no particular order. I'm just mm-hmm. saying as, my, as I remember them. Always be on time. Like, man, I, I can tell you that. I mean, I'm guilty of, of violating that, but that was one of his rules. We started this podcast like 20 <laughs> minutes late, so me and you are both guilty of that. Yeah. Number two, pick up the trash. One of the coolest things was Saturday we toured his whole building. It took every bit of probably an hour and a half. I mean, we spent about almost two and a half, three hours with him, and then another couple hours with his son. And I kid you not, we are walking from one of these amazing pools to like the upstairs 30,000 square foot indoor tennis facility. And on that walk, and Red's 84 years old, there's a tiny piece of trash. I mean, I'm not saying, I mean, you. it was probably nobody saw it. He stops, bends over, picks it up, wads it up. No trash can around. So he's waiting, hold on to it until he finds the trash can and throws it away. Pick up the trash. Number three, Stay in shape. Man, that that was really... I, I, I think that it just resonated with me because in the life of me building this business, I can confidently tell you and anyone who I've, I've stayed in shape, like arguably got in better shape. You know, like it is the fuel, the fire to, you know, what keeps me motivated to do what I do. And to hear Red say that... This is going to be sounding crazy to people. So Red's 84 years old. The gym opens at 3 a.m. Monday through Friday or Monday through Saturday. And then at 4 a.m. the other with the weekends maybe. Monday through Friday, he's there at 2.40. Opens up the gym. Works out. And on the weekends, he gets it's like an extra 30 minutes. So he's there at like 3.30. He works out. 
And then he told us his routine. And then he actually bikes for an hour. And then he go he goes to mass three times a week. It, it literally, he comes up. He sells two-thirds of the memberships. His, his son told us that one. He still gives tours every day. He, he has an assigned bathroom that he cleans. You can only imagine 210,000 square feet, mm-hmm. 20,000 members, how many bathrooms they have. Mm-hmm. He has the one right by the front desk. That's his bathroom. He cleans it every day. Like when we were leaving, I wanted to get a picture with him. And I came back up to the front desk and I thought we had missed him because he told us he was leaving at 1.30. It was like, we talked to his son forever. I thought I had missed him. And I asked the lady, I go, where's Red? She goes, oh, he's cleaning the bathroom. Wow. <laughs> crazy. Oh, man. But, but you know, it, he, he said basically stay, uh, stay, stay in shape. Mm-hmm. Another one was make an improvement every month. Mm. Like make an improvement every month. And I thought, man, that that was really good because we've made a lot of improvements. I mean, while you've been here. Mm-hmm. Sure. And I think sometimes the way my thinking is, like I want to do a lot of stuff at once. But in really in reality, if you think of like the 60 year life of this of his gym, like if he can make an improvement a month a month for 60 years, like that right there will be over the long haul, kind of like Gus says, the long game will be way better than doing a bunch at one time and then not doing anything yeah, for yeah. a year. So, you know, an improvement a month. And Gus and I really took took that away thinking that's another one. That's really important. So keep keeping making changes once per month. And then his other thing was say hello to everyone. And I thought, man, that right there, I, that was another one kind of like the stay in shape that I thought was really good was – Saying hi to everyone is something that I really try to do and I think is super important. And I do that because I really genuinely care and, and love people. Mm-hmm. Um, but he says, even when he was giving us the tour, you know, first of all, it's 8 o'clock in the morning. We get there at like 745. There's like 600 cars in the parking lot. Jeez. Sure enough, we meet Red. He's been there. It seems like he's been there all morning. Probably has. And... uh we meet with him, and then, you know, he's such a cool dude, but he gives us his tour, and as he's walking all over this 210,000-square-foot gym, it truly is like he knows everyone. He's like, hey, you know, and then you got the people, hey, Red, and then you got, like, the other younger people are like, hey, Mr. Red, you know, it's yeah. like, he's, he's seriously, I mean, it is so cool to me, you know, like, it totally lined up with the video, too. Yep. You know the two words that come to mind when you went through all five of those? First one is pride. Like, and this is, can be applicable to anything you do. Whether you're a stay-at-home mom or gym owner, CrossFit coach, whatever, pride. Take pride in what you do. Four out of those five things, whatever, it's just being prideful, staying in shape, right? Take pride in what you do. Saying hi to people, you know, take pride. And then the other one, the getting up at 3 in the morning is just hard work. It's just, it is very rare. You get what you put in, right? You you make what you you put into anything. If you're going to put five hours in, you're going to get five hours. Of, of benefit out of that you know and that's you know that's really what it all comes down to right and he is definitely what i would call and and i don't make this sound any other way than just what it is old school mm-hmm. and the the way that he i mean he, he's not gonna ask and this is again dave ramsey kind of teaches a lot of this in entree leadership and i think sometimes you end up losing this just because of as we advance in technology and different ways, but he's like, I'm not going to ask anybody to do anything I wouldn't do. That's why he cleans the bathroom. Mm-hmm. That's why he shows up early. 
You know, so he sells two thirds of the memberships. You know, he has a little break that he goes home. So, I mean, he's so cool. Like the way he talked and, and just really shared so much and really just out of the kindness of his heart, really just wanted us to, to learn. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he has a little break from one thirty to three thirty, where he, where he basically does his hobbies and then he goes back mm-hmm. up and he stays at the gym till six thirty. <laughs> and I'm serious. Like, I mean, this, this guy was amazing just in the, the, the watching him at 84 years old and and really just to to wake up that way with purpose every day has to be a a testament to staying alive and Mm -hmm. being healthy and he looked in great shape you know Mm -hmm. and his son is sitting there and his son's probably late 50s yeah you know and uh you know his son grew up at the gym he's got they red has four kids one of which works there Mm -hmm. and you know his son you know sure enough man he was kind of not only backing up everything his dad was saying, but, you know, you could tell his son was raised by Red, you yeah. know, and the way he thinks. And, you know, it's this not it's not this overly sophisticated operation like like a lifetime. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's Reds. Mm-hmm. Again, that's what I like. That's what draws me towards it is it's Reds. You mm-hmm. know, it's not and not, nothing against Lifetime. Like, obviously, Lifetime's great, but it's just this one dude who had this big vision or who knows, I mean, at what point it started growing, but now it's huge, you know, and 20,000 people work out there. And it was really cool because Jesse Lee had told me she grew up there and actually used to work out there when she was younger. And then some other people had posted on my post and was like, oh yeah, it's a great place. Mm -hmm. And like how many people just in the city of Lafayette who have either lived there or, or been through there, Reds has been able to touch you know, in terms of making impact in. Mm-hmm. One thing he said, I thought this was really, really cool. Um, so so we, if you go back even a couple years ago, even you probably remember this, like I've wanted like kids, the kids part of our business to be more, right? And when I say more, it's like, I just want to offer more to our kids, right? Mm-hmm. So like we're very family oriented gym and we do offer the childcare and mm-hmm. you know we've wanted we want to expand those programs and we want to have kids have this amazing place to come and you know red showed us around and he showed us all the things they offer and yeah of course they have a childcare and this and that and I was like and I asked him I said so how like how important or how you know how would you rank like the kids programs he goes oh that's the most important kids are the future of your gym he goes you see that girl over here so she's a you know She's selling memberships, touring people. She started here in the nursery. She was a baby in the nursery. Wow. And now she works there. Yeah. So that's the future of your gym. Yeah. Dude, that right there, like let that marinate for you yeah. for a second. Yep. You know, like I really feel like <laughs> so much. We got so much from our, our time with him. Mm-hmm. And of course, it, you know, they were, I mean, his son was like, anything you need, mm-hmm. reach back out to me. I was like, how do I get in touch with you? You got a business card? He's like, just call Reds. Yeah, just call Reds. I'll be there. <laughs> there yeah, just, I'll be there. Yeah. I mean, Red was like, he he was he was like, everything can be done on a yellow pad and a number two pencil. He goes, some of these people want to start complicating things. Yeah, he goes, yeah. keep it simple. Yeah. <laughs> did, did, did you have a chance to ask him anything he regretted or if he would do over again with his gym? Or did he, did he, did he say no. any mistakes he made? Like, hey, I would... Here's one mistake I made in 1978. No, he alluded to how expensive it is to be in this business. Mm -hmm. And what he means by that is like, I mean, they're spending $100,000 a month on utilities. Yeah, 
You know, the pools are heated year round. The pumps, you know, like Mm -hmm. all these things. It's just, it's just not a cheap business to be in. And what, you know, again, I'm sure there's a lot of, you know, a lot of other businesses aren't cheap, but you're, you're not going to experience these incredible margins, right? You Mm -hmm. know, like it's just not that kind of business. Like you're going to work. And what this means is, and I, and I think I've known this, right, in being in this business for the time that I've been in, so I can probably, and, and I'm finding myself, like, Reds is obviously the giant, enormous size gym, but I found I had a conversation about three days ago with a guy who was asking me some gym questions. He's kind of more in the, like, I'm kind of getting started phase, mm-hmm. and I always kind of say that. You know, like you got to know this is you're not this is not the the business to go in if you just want to like become a millionaire. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, Red's Red is probably a millionaire, but it he's a, yeah. yes, he is an exception. This is an expensive business. There's a high cost to do what we do, and I th- I don't think people understand that. Yeah, because they see it all and they almost think it's like I mean, first of all, CrossFit yes in person's eyes might be cheap to get into but to run an operation right to run a business in this whether it's you know what we're doing or even at that level of reds or everywhere in between it's expensive mm-hmm. you know it's a lot of payroll it's a lot of facilities you know there's i mean it's just again sure. i think that was probably one of the things that and i don't want to make it sound like he said i was a mistake but that was something he pointed out that you know, it, I mean, they're about to do a. They're adding another thirty thousand square feet, dude. So this is gonna be a two hundred fifty thousand square foot building. Um, but he even points at like areas. He's like, yeah, that don't make money. That doesn't make money. That doesn't make money. I mean, you know, he's very. He was very true to you know. It, and I think that's where it has to be a higher calling. Mm-hmm. Like it has to be a higher calling than making money. You won't build a Reds if it's just to make money. Because yeah. you, you you would have seriously got out of it. A long time ago, if you were in it to make money, yeah. you know, myself included. Yeah. Not to say you can't make money, but that's not why you go into this business. Because yeah. if you're just into making money, there's a lot easier ways to do it than the way that, that this business requires you to do it. Yeah. yeah. So tying this all back in as we kind of end this thing, tying this all back into the gym, is there any, um, we'll call them action, action items, anything that you really took away from the trip? that you're going to apply right away to the gym or anything, any just kind of foreshadowing thoughts or anything? Yeah, I think, got. yes, immediately is implementing the one improvement per month. Mm-hmm. And, to and, and you know, those might be visible, right? And, and Or to some people, it could be invisible. You know, like um, one of the things we just did is we've had an AED machine already for several years, and uh, it just expired. So we bought a new AED machine, you know, and, and those are pretty expensive, you know. It's not as nice as a new, you know, rower or a new bike that, but it'll save somebody's life. Yep. I've had two gym owners that I know very well in the last three months who have saved lives with their AED wow. machine. And so to me, that's an improvement, right, yep. that hopefully we don't have to use. But we have one, and it's brand new, and it works, and our staff knows how to use it. So one improvement a month. You know, and for us, when I say us, me and Gus, it, it's great because it holds us accountable to constantly improving the gym. Obviously, some improvements are going to be way more obvious, right, mm-hmm. than others. But, um, but one improvement a month. The other is really enhancing the kids' area. You know, and uh, 
really making this kid's experience become something that they want to come to. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I think we do a good job of that from you know, a childcare perspective, even from a, our space, but, but just like anything, we can do better. Yeah. You know, we can really look at it from the parents' perspective. I mean, even though we are parents and our kids come here, but also from the kids' lenses and in the same detail that we're putting, you know, the attention on the coaches and the equipment and the space, giving that same level of detail to the the kids' areas is something really big. Um, And then really looking at expansion, right? And what does that next stage look like? And, you know, there, there are, you know, pretty cool ideas that Gus and I have right now. And we'll be kind of releasing those as they come. But really kind of, I think going to Reds and seeing that, like, you know, first of all, you don't have to build it overnight. But you definitely got to take steps. And taking steps at the right time is everything. And so those are probably the biggest takeaways. Awesome, man. I think that's a really good place to stop it. Thanks, Chris. All right, man. Thank you for tuning in today. Don't forget to subscribe to the Building Better People podcast where you will hear more stories of individuals being positively impacted by living a healthy lifestyle.